You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, for another... To call this a special episode of the A-Side Live Chat would be a little bit of an understatement. Out of every guest we've ever had, and I know we've been doing this three days a week now ever since this quarantine day started, And but dating back to when we started having fighters on this show, the most requested fighter we have ever had has been the man joining us today, Jared Cannonier, who we have a few nicknames for, uh, Captain Crystal, the Crystal King. Uh, he was once referred to as the Prime Minister of Pyrite by one of our, our followers. Uh, so, Jared, thank you so much for joining us. I know our listeners are... To say excited would be again be an understatement. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, how has life been in quarantine for you uh, during this whole pandemic? Well, I for one have been enjoying all this uh, free time. <laughs> you know, uh, you know when it all popped up, I was I was uh, on the uh, you know I was on the bench because I had you know I had just torn my pec and I just had surgery to have that fixed. So um, you know it is. It, you know, this whole thing couldn't have happened at a better time for me, you know, so I wasn't I wasn't doing anything anyway, so. But I'm, I'm enjoying it all. I, you know, I'm here with my family. It's really nice. You know, it's not bad at all. You know, I'm loving every bit of this. I have all the time in the world to do what I want. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake just came out, so <laughs> I'm enjoying that right there. Uh, I put up, a, I got a basketball goal, a boxing, you know, some... Uh, punching bags, some other workout equipment here to keep myself active. My physical therapist is awesome. You know, he's doing a hell of a job. Uh, Aries physical therapy is the best I feel right now. And, uh, and uh, when I come back, you know, it's going to show. How is your pec, Jared? Is it, are you all good now? Are you, are you ready to return to full training if we weren't in this situation? I wouldn't say, no, not full training just yet. But uh, here. So wow. Oh, God. My scar I got right there. Wow. That's serious, man. Yeah. It's attached. You know, um, I'm throwing punches with it and stuff. I'm not going, I'm not, you know, 100% yet. I would say the, the pick is maybe 60, 65%. So uh, right now we're working. We still, I maintain a lot of the range of motion, a lot of the flexibility. Um, so uh, the one thing I can tell now is that the shoulder, the pick is still weak. So we're de- we're, we're strengthening right now. So maybe a month and a half, another two months of that, then I can be back to full training full time. Wow! Or to, uh, uh, you know, full on training. Is this the worst injury you've experienced in your fight career? Um, well, I've broken my hand before. Mm-hmm. You know, I've uh, I've, t- I've dislocated my shoulder, torn my labrum, same same area. Yeah. So I think the the torn labrum was the one that took me the longest. I was I was out for, uh, I was trying to come back for that for uh, I was out for like a year, over a year, for that one. So, any uh, any crystal that you would recommend for an injured fighter to use? Just first crystal question of the day. Let's get it over with. <laughs> well, um, of course, pyrite because it takes yes. away negative energy and brings in positive energy. And of course, I feel a positive disposition is going to. It's, it's sort of like it's sort of like being in an alkaline state, and that's gonna uh, help your body heal more uh, efficiently. Um, and two, another one I'm using is bloodstone, which is a good stone used for healing. The blood is is the uh, uh, is 
you know, it's that's the you know that blood is vital, right? Mm-hmm. It carries all of our nutrients, it carries oxygen throughout our body, it carries all the building blocks and components we need for healing. You know, um, so uh, blood is like the ambulance; it's going to come to you, you know, make, uh, uh, sustain you and bring you to wherever you need to be to get uh, fixed up. So I've been using bloodstone, pyrite, and a bunch of grounding stones: uh, tourmaline, shungite, obsidian. Now I'm glad Pizzi brought this up first because Jared, we this our fascinations with these crystals on this show is known by all of our listeners. We actually have a, a, a listener, uh, Jessica, who we refer to as the Crystal Queen because on Twitter, before every fight night, she puts together a sheet of every of three or four fighters on it, on the card and what crystal they should bring in with them to the fight and, and, and breaks it all down. And she, she's yes, commenting on it right now, spot on. Uh, she says you're spot on with the, with the crystal right here. She actually mailed us uh, bags of crystals, uh, Pete and I, before the Conor McGregor fight in January. And a, a story that many people know on this show, uh, Brian Kelleher is also part of this this crystal collective uh, UFC bantamweight. He asked for a crystal after his official weigh-in. Uh, we gave him uh, what was it, Tiger's Eye? Pieces, yes, which is yep. supposed to uh, bring uh, monetary wealth and good fortune. <clears throat> that day, I gave it to him. He gets bumped up to the main card and wins the performance bonus. So uh, he went from the fight pass prelims to the main card of a Conor McGregor show and gets the $50,000 bonus. So it was 100% the crystal that we gave him at the official weigh-in. So our followers are uh, are, are proud of that. And that crystal you can see behind Pizzi, uh, the salt lamp, someone snuck that in to a Bellator Dublin card just to give him. Wow. That's yeah. awesome, man. All because of you, Jared. This I wouldn't have that. happened if we weren't discussing your love of crystals one day. And I'd I never heard that. of this whole thing. I'd never heard of this whole crystal culture. So yeah. this is you were the intro. You introduced us all to this. It's amazing. Well, I'm gonna tell you something that may blow your mind and it may not blow your mind. Okay. <laughs> um, the way for me, for me personally. Okay. Uh, as far as the crystals go, I tell people all the time that um, it's not just the crystals that's doing whatever it is I want mm-hmm. to do. Right. I tell people that I everything that I want to get out of the crystal I already have inside of myself. I have the potential to be the greatest thing in the world or be the worst thing to, in the world. And um, me, personally, I'm just using the crystals to help bring out whatever quality that I want to use and use at whatever time and stuff. And um, I do, however, I do believe that the crystals do hold those those properties, those same qualities. So um, it's not that I don't believe, you know what I'm saying? It's just that I'm using, I'm also using their things to amplify what I already mm-hmm. have inside of so I don't want people grabbing crystals and just relying solely on the crystal. You know, when you grab that crystal, it's already inside of you. Otherwise, you wouldn't even know what it is. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's already there inside of you. You know what it looked like. You got you got to create the, the best picture, best possible picture in your mind. And then grab grab whatever crystal that you want to use to help try to bring that into, into, uh, into uh, this here third dimension. Wow. Wow. Where yes. did this... Yes. Get the sound effects going, Casey. Down straight. <laughs> Where did this um, uh, fascination with learning about the the what the crystals amplify, as you said, is this some been something you've always been interested in, or has it been a, more of a recent thing uh, that you've been? Because uh, I, I, the one that sticks out with me, I first noticed you had your pyrite around your your neck after you beat um, 
uh, Hermanson uh, overseas. I, I noticed you had it on the ESPN desk. Yeah. yeah, on the ESPN desk. That's when we, that's what we were talking about on this show. So has this always been something you've been fascinated with, or has it been a, a more recent thing? It's been at least the last two, three years. Mm-hmm. I've been ex- uh, broadening my perspective as far as spirit- my spirituality goes. Um, I put I put religion away. You know, I know what religion is and um, how it is to be used. I feel that I don't. I no longer need it to get the. Saying, um, I feel that it was created to, just to enhance spirituality. So I don't need religion. I already, you know. So I'm just, I find many different ways to enhance spirituality. Um, also, on top of that, me it started with uh, just trying to acquire more knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Not. You know, uh, they tell us this in school. They tell us that in college. They tell us this on the TV, okay? But that's only the tip of the iceberg, the information that we're given. So there's so much information out there about the world that we actually live in. You know what I'm saying? Let's put it like this. The stuff that they give you only preps you to enter the matrix, to plug you in, okay? So it doesn't prepare you to get inside the matrix and take control of what's going on inside inside while you're in while you're inside of the matrix. So you just, you know, you're just a bot at that point. It's just like the matrix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but once you, so I feel once you, once I've acquired the information about where I am and how to move around in this world, you know, I feel like I need to do things to, uh, to just make, make my existence here better. So, um, speaking of that Hermanson fight, Jared, that, that's just one thing I think is absolutely so badass about you. The fact that you go to Sweden, oh, sorry, Copenhagen, Denmark, and you fight a Scandinavian dude there. You went to Brazil to fight Anderson Silva. Do you do you like that that kind of mindset to be the, the guy coming onto en- enemy territory uh, and coming in to take out one of the locals? Because let's be honest, you've done quite well in that situation. Yeah, you know, I, again, I take, I go I approach those fights like I approach any other fight. You know what I'm saying? Like I've told people before, we can be on the moon. I'm going to fight through the exact same way that I would, of course, taking uh, the lack of gravity into consideration. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, the fans are, are of no consideration to me. They're of no concern as far as the fight goes. I'm professional, so I know what I'm there to do. Every, I know everybody's position within my realm. You know what I'm saying? If don't nobody uh, overstep the boundaries, I ain't got no problems. So um, it's easy for me to go into these foreign lands and, and fight, you know, one of the locals and, uh, and still stand tall and stick my chest out, you know, look people dead in the eye like I'm a, like the king that I am. That's the thing. Uh, we were all. I, I thought it was becoming a narrative thing. Uh, like, a, like a one of one of the plots about you uh, when they were talking about the tail fight. I thought that was going to happen in London. I know he didn't want it to happen in London, but I was like, he's going to do her Manson in Copenhagen and now come over to England and do tail like that. That would have been insane, man. That would have been perfect. That's a storied career right there. You know what I'm saying? It's a story. That'd be the story of my middleweight career. He started off going here and doing that, going there and doing that. Now they need to bring the belt to me. Now you need to come to me when I got the belt. Now that's what's going to happen. Instead of me going there, you coming right here. You're going to come to Dallas. You're going to come to Phoenix. You're going to come to Vegas. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going over there. you coming over here. Get your, get your passports ready. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. That was the thing I, I couldn't understand. Like, Till had a visa issue, so he couldn't go to the U.S. And I was like, why does he want to fight in the U.S.? Remember, he kept on. He was trying to make it happen over there, right? I, I, I didn't understand what was going on there. 
I would have wanted to fight. I would have fought in, in London, probably because the last time he fought in London, uh, didn't he fight Jorge in London? Yes. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. And some people are superstitious. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some people say, you know what, last time I didn't like that energy. I ain't trying to go through that again. So um, I ain't trying to make no jokes or anything, but you know, maybe he didn't want to do that. But I'm not, man. We all know Darren. You know he don't give a fuck. So he's gonna do what he wants to do. And I'm sure he would have fought there. He would have fought here if it, if it would have been needed. You know what I'm saying? Darren ain't scared of nobody. He's just out there playing, trolling the whole world. <laughs> so uh, I'm just sitting back, waiting for my time. Does that feel good though to have all these guys talking about you? Like you've you've gone from like pretty much unknown guy to one of the the most sought after names in the middleweight division. Like I've recently saw Kelvin Gaslam talking about yeah. you. You have Till talking about you. Is that is that crazy to you that this has happened so quickly? Um, I wouldn't say it happened quickly, man. I've been fighting for <laughs> almost eleven years. Wow. So uh, and I'm 36 years old. So I think uh, this is happening all at the perfect time. I think. Uh, the fact that these uh, prominent names are talking about me is just like anybody else talking about me. You know, it's just like, you know, somebody who I don't know, you know, see me in the grocery store talking about me. Um, for me, these are just bodies <laughs> as a fighter. Let me, as a competitor, these are just bodies for me to mangle and do what I need to do to get what I want out of this sport. You know what I'm saying? Um, but at the end of the day, I'm purely a martial artist. I don't train so I can fight. My fighting is a part of my training. Um, I just so happen to get paid doing this and they put me all over the TV and uh, which is cool too, but I don't really <laughs> pay, I don't play into the fame, you know, fame, fame destroys people. I've seen that before and I ain't going to be one. I ain't, I'm not, an, I'm not a statistic. Again, as I step into this matrix, I want to have full control of the program and it's going to benefit me at the end of the day. If it don't benefit me, I'm going to cut it out like rotten flesh. <laughs> well, BT mentioned all these fighters uh, calling you out like Till and Gaslam, but it seems like the champion, Israel Adesanya, has he, yeah. his, his name has, your name has left his mouth a few times when people bring you up. He's like, he's got to win one more, but I have my eye on him. He also says he really likes you as a person, uh, which he said would make it uh, uh, fun to challenge you inside the octagon uh, without any of the animosity. So does the fact that not only are the contenders saying your name, but the champion, like you're clearly on his radar, that's got to that's gotta add more motivation too, right? Yeah, I mean, it's cool. But again, like I said before, it's just another mouthpiece out there talking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's, a body, he's just a body to me. Now, with that being said, outside of that, me as a man and me as a fan of MMA, me as a martial arts, I have the utmost respect for each and every one of these men who I compete with every day. I have nothing against them. Ain't no point in having the animosity. I don't need that sort of energy to fuel my fight. You know what I'm saying? I use joy to fuel my fight. I love this to fuel. I don't need to be mad at you to get in there and fight you. I love it. I need this, to be honest. And, you know, um, I would not be complete if I didn't have it. You know, I quit. I quit, uh, uh, I quit my job, you know what I'm saying? I quit a career with the federal government so I can do this. So I can wow. focus purely on this. Because this is the matrix with which I want to live in. Not their matrix, not your matrix, not his or her matrix. My matrix. You know, and if you can't get on the same wave, then, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, Nino Brown said, you either roll with me or get rolled over. <laughs> um, now, going back to the question, that's, again, it's high praise coming from the champ, you know, saying those things. 
and it's a uh, real recognizing real. You know what I'm saying? Dude, say I'm a good dude and a uh, cool person. Um, and we've only met briefly a few times. You know what I'm saying? But energies never lie. You know what I'm saying? Some people are very are more perceptive of energies than others. Um, some, you know, can uh, some utilize uh, metaphysical abilities like empathy and sympathy and uh, even telepathy. <laughs> but um, so uh, maybe that's what he got for me. You know what I'm saying? I am not a good I'm not a good judge of character. You sure. know what I'm saying? That's why I'm very guarded. I don't go and hang out with a lot of people. I don't go and do this. I can't. You know what I'm saying? I had before. I'm very good. I'm very easy to socialize with. But, um, you know, I, I keep my circles small. You know what I'm saying? It consists of blood and love. And those who love me and those who share blood with me, um, you know, can get it. You know? And to be honest, I love everybody. I love, the, I love this whole planet. I'm a part of the planet. This planet is a part of me. I'm not separate from any, anybody. You know what I'm saying? We are all one human race. And, uh, and I'm not going to expand on that, but um, we are all one. We're like a, a colony of ants. You know what I'm saying? Think of the whole planet as our anthill. We are a colony of ants. And here we are, you know what I'm saying, doing our thing, creating a beautiful thing. And um, I think we need to focus on what needs to be done to make the entire world better. Because there are people still suffering all over the world. Um, and uh, nobody talks about it, especially over here in America. So we're usually trying to stay entertained and stay distracted. But um, again, you know, um, the world is a lot more bigger than what's going on outside of our front door. You know what I'm saying? Across those seas, big things going, that's affecting us here. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's not physically affecting us, if it's happening over there, it's happening to us. You know what I'm saying? If there's a bill, if, if there's a bee, uh, stinging, if there's a bee on my finger, stinging my finger, I'm gonna be like, well, my brain is okay. No, man, my finger still hurt. You know what I'm saying? So uh, take care of that bee. We need to take care. We need to do something about these wasps coming into the beehive. Feel me? You're a deep dude, Jared. Holy shit, this is deep. Well, You're dropping some knowledge here, my friend. Well, this is it, man. This is this is what I think about. This is what I think about all day long. This is what I do. If somebody talks to me. This is what they're gonna bring out. The thoughts that come to my mind. So um. That's just it, man. You guys ask the questions. Mm -hmm. No, it's great. It's great. Your uh, your answers are very. I've interviewed is Israel Adesanya, not about this topic, but it's kind of devolved into the similar thing where he was saying when he was living in New Zealand, he felt lost, and then he realized that he was player one, and the rest of the world were bots in his open world game. So while you're saying this, I'm like, I feel like I've had this conversation with someone. And then I remember about before we fought Derek Brunson, he said he was saying the exact same thing. So it seems like your wavelengths are right there on the same levels. You see what's happening is, right? We're getting, there's a lot of people getting hip to what's happening in the world, okay? The leaders of the world, the media, all these, the systems of the world only want us as cattle. We are nothing but a herd to them. Okay, they have all the wealth. We're here working to get what we need to do to survive. All right, they're not concerned about the meal that's going to come tomorrow, or hell, even 10, 15, 20 years from now. And these foods are already 100 years old, so they're not concerned about the wealth that the kids are going to get. You know what I'm saying? They're not concerned about the wealth that the kids, 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 kids are going to get. But they need to be concerned about it because right here and now, there's a new thing going on in the world where we ain't just taking what you say at face value no more. You know what I'm saying? We're not slaves anymore. You know what I'm saying? We're not under the control of the people who are in control no more. 
we freed our minds, especially with this internet thing, you know what I'm saying? That's the ability to communicate with each, with each other, to be able to say something and somebody on the other side of the world can hear it, you know what I'm saying? And then we, and uh, it's just like getting a different perspective, you know what I'm saying? There's how many people in the world, and with this phone, I have the ability to get each and every one of their perspectives and then uh, uh, cross-check it across my own uh, perspective. And if it don't fit, it ain't, it don't, you know, you throw it out. So what's happening is we've been getting a lot of info. I've been getting a lot of information that conflict with what I was taught growing up, right? Mm-hmm. And as I walk through the world and as I see, I say that, hmm, what they taught me doesn't apply to what I'm doing here, okay? What they're talking about actually does apply. And it has always applied. As I go back in my memory, it has always applied. And if I had this information back then, I'd walk, you know, it'd be a different pair of, you know, it would be a different tracks in the sand. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think a lot of more people are getting on that way. I think we all need to expand our, our horizons. We need to question everything we've ever been taught because it's probably only been taught to you just to keep you inside of that pen. You know what I'm saying? Keep you with the rest of the herd. So um, about that. Can I just say, I told my parents and my teachers when I was five that I know that you are all robots and they thought I was crazy. And it turns out I was right all along. There you go. And I'm not, I, I was thinking about that when he said that. I was like, holy shit. I need to get back to that mentality. Me, well, Jared, I've and Spell Ben. I've never told my parents that. <laughs> <laughs> what I have told them is what I feel. I can only give one my perspective. I don't want to tell nobody that you're this and you're that. You know what I'm saying? You are only you and you are subject to your surroundings. All right? So there's a lot of information going around and I'm subject to all that information. And, the, and I'm going to make that information subject to me. But bend that information to my will and create something that I want. And what do I want? I want financial liberty. I want, you know what I'm saying? Um, I want a better world for myself and everybody in it. You know what I'm saying? Not just myself and my family or my friends. I'm talking about everybody. You know what I'm saying? There wouldn't be a such thing as the enemy if, if, if everybody had what they needed. You know? And we can just start with the basic necessities. You know what I'm saying? Food, water, shelter. I mean, we can make that happen tomorrow for free. Do you have these? Um, but, Go ahead. But, but what's happened is they created borders. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A board, What's a border? Ain't nothing but an imaginary line that, create, that causes separation in your mind. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing a border is. A border is not even real. All right, so we see these borders, and that separates this part, this patch of grass from that patch of grass. Mm-hmm. And then someone stands over here and says, "I hereby declare block." And then over there, it says, "I hereby declare law." And if if your block interferes with my law, we're gonna start fighting. That's fucking stupid, you know. So um, we need to realize what's going on here. We need to realize that if you take away all the facade, if you take away all the programs that we've installed into the, into, into the system, you know what I'm saying? The world runs on, let's say the world runs on an operating system. You know what I'm saying? Basic operating system. We have, if anybody knows computers, we wouldn't mm-hmm. have, uh, is it DOS and uh, iOS is and all that bullshit. I don't know. I don't, I yeah. computers. That's why, one of the reasons why I quit my job. Because that shit wasn't <laughs> making me happy. <laughs> Computers don't make me happy. Fighting, training, exercising makes me happy. I'm trying to get this phone right. You're but, good. Uh, I forgot what I was saying, but... Uh, 
<laughs> Do you have these conversations with your uh, your teammates? And I know Casey will remember we had a uh, Alex Caceres, Bruce Leroy was 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 we were talking about something like this back on the UFC Phoenix um, uh, media day to the point where he went out. He was talking about like the infinite expansion of the mind and exploring like the Matrix thing and all the media they were just looking at him and we're just like just blown away by how by but what was you don't hear these type of conversations much from fighters so do you have these type of conversations with your fellow uh, with your teammates and such the ones who will listen alex caceres is one of my good friends mm-hmm. um he's moved back to uh uh to florida yeah but he was one of the guys who i would wrap it up with you know what i'm saying alex is uh he's not the same as everybody else you know he's not a part of the herd all right and you see people doing, hey, he's not doing what everybody else is doing. Like, what, are, what do you think? Because he ain't a part of the herd. You guys, you change your perspective, you know what I'm saying? So um, you guys are only seeing norm, norms and social norms and what's socially acceptable. But, uh, you know, we all, I mean, we all heard the, uh, the, the uh, analogies of sheep running over the edge. One uh, run behind him is going to keep running. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> Alex ain't one of those sheep. There's a few people in my gym who, who, who aren't. Alex is not one of those people you know what I'm saying my striking coach is definitely not one of those people Um, and we all have our different walks you know what I'm saying it's not just the same information that we're just talking about you know what I'm saying it's the same but it's a different perspective and that's the beautiful thing about it and most people can't accept or, or can't hear those different perspectives and just can't accept them until they're psychic because they've been taught that it's either pagan or that it's just taboo and that their conditioning would just negate the ability to to receive that information. So they're only tuned in to a specific channel. And uh, I'm not saying that that's bad or anything. You know what I'm saying? That's just them. That's just, you know, that's them. You know, um, for me, um, I don't know. I don't run around the gym, you know, on my soapbox talking all this stuff. Uh, again, I'm easy to socialize with. You know what I'm saying? Uh you can't socialize with everybody on the same at the same level, on the same way. You can't use the same language when talking to everybody. You know, you have to be able to uh, endear yourself to people in order to understand them, in order to communicate effectively with them. So, um, you know, I, I try to speak in a more universal manner. You know, uh, I would like to curse more, but my mama doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I try to speak in a universal manner so any and everybody can get the exact same picture that I have in my mind when I turn them into words. Well, I can already see our YouTube commenters are loving this this chat already. Someone says Jared Cannonier for the president of Earth. Uh, <laughs> people are people people are loving this man. This is I could one hundred percent see Alex and Jared being honest. Cannonier for president. So uh, people are listening and they're loving everything they want to hear. But we, of course, we're going to get questions from our listeners as we do uh, as we hit the thirty minute mark. It wouldn't be the A side if we didn't get into a uh, long conversation at the beginning, Jared. We actually had a long. <laughs> conversation with Michael Case about 40 minutes on Bigfoot the last time uh, he was on this show. So you never know what you're going to get on the show. But Casey, do you have any questions from our loyal listeners on the A-side? Uh, of course. One moment. Before we get cracking on that, that oh. comment, the Mystic Mauler, that is a great nickname for Jared. Holy God. Uh. The Mystic Mauler? Come on, that's badass. <laughs> all right, here we- that's not bad at all. <laughs> Question for Jared from Trumbo. 
Uh, with Adesanya and Costa almost certainly fighting next, and Jared ranks number three, which fight do you want next? Tiller and Romero seem like the logical ones, but they're both behind Jared in the rankings. What to do? So, yes, Jared, uh, to steal uh, a phrase from Sugar Sean O'Malley, he ha- he wants to be more selective with his opponents, uh, picks, quote-unquote, smarter fights. So are you looking to take smarter fights, or are you just looking to get back into the cage once you're healed up and we're past this pandemic? Um, professionally speaking, right? Like I've always maintained, it's the fight that gives me the title shot. That's where I was mm-hmm. before I tore my pec, and that's where I'm going to stay. Ain't nobody going to move me out of that spot, right? Um, so that's what I would like, right? That's what I'm going to get. Either the shot that gets me the title shot, or the title shot itself. I would prefer, you know, let's, you know, I, I, I'd rather not beat around the bush. Give me my title shot. Um. Let me have a, a whack at it. <laughs> and uh, you guys watch and see what happens. But um, that's what I, that's where I'm going to uh, shoot. That's what I'm going to be shouting from. That The, the fight that gives me my uh, title shot or the title shot. Preferably the title shot. Let me just put that out there. You know, since people say that you got to say it, speak it into existence. Give me my title shot. Do you? I know you said you view the uh, your felt your opponents as just bodies, but does the the thought of being another one of the the few people to defeat Yoel Romero does that would that put a notch in your belt like you would like to test your skills against quote unquote the boogeyman of the division? Sure, why not? <laughs> I think Jared's he, the boogeyman of the division. If, that's sure. If he gives me here, if he gives me the title shot, I don't care who I fight. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. There you go. I have, uh, you know, any. You know what I'm saying? It's not them. You know, um, uh, so, um, but if he gets me the title shot, yeah, I'll fight him. And then after I'm the, after I'm the champ, whoever, <laughs> doesn't matter. Again, you're just bodies. You know what I'm saying? Um, your particular styles, your personality, your perceived uh, whatever, you know what I'm saying, is of no consequence to me. I'm not going to let that affect me. I'm going. I'm just going to peep the game. I'm just going to peep it, see it, and move accordingly. Again, I'm going to turn all your strengths and turn and make them into something that's going to benefit me. That's that's my that's what I'm doing here. All right, I'm like the Potter. The yeah, the Potter, playmaker, right? And. Uh, Yes, I'm going to turn. I'm going to turn into something. Is is that always like? I mean, there seems to be two kind of separate views on 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 the kind of approach to the fight game now. Like it, like some people, like Leon Edwards, is always out to be the best. He wants to be the best in his division from a very young age. He set himself a goal of he wants to be the best. That's that's his tunnel vision. Whereas other guys, we can see, look for money fights or clout fights that are going to get them more attention. Like, do you do you have a certain way uh, you you look at this, or do the two go hand in hand with each other for you? Um, all of it has its part, has its place. Okay. Well, like I said, you know, predominantly fighting is a part of my training. Okay. And my and, and why do we train? Any fighter will tell you, just so I can see how good I am. You know, I want to uh, I want to uh, test myself. This is all personal to me. This is only for myself. You know, I know there's I'm trying to fix this thing. 
I know we got our, our, our training partners and our teams and our coaches. We have our opponents and we have the referees and all that stuff. But, um, you know, training, when I'm, am I doing it, am I, be, am I doing it the best way that, and, uh, what's, you know, what's the best way I can do it? You know, I'm saying, oh, I felt that. Okay, I know I can do this better. I'm going to engage this muscle. I need to uh, create this energy or, or whatever. I need to do something to make it better. It's all about me being better than the person I was before, the person I was yesterday. And if that is my goal, I will never run out of things to do. You feel me? From the day I die, I'm going to be trying to be better than the person I was yesterday. You know, um, that's why... You know, I live in a neighborhood, there's a lot of elderly around here, and I see these people struggling to move around, all right? And they're 67 years old, you know? My mom and my daddy's 67 years old. You know, my mom was a teacher. She's not in the best shape of her life, but she's still moving around. My daddy ain't as active as he used to be, but man, where do you think I get these jeans from? Well, and they still moving around. They're not struggling to move around. So, um... My mama is not. She just broke her foot. But uh, oh no, but they're not struggling to move around. You know what I'm saying? They're still working. They're still taking care of the family. You know what I'm saying? Um, these are the matriarchs and patriarchs that I have in my life. You know what I'm saying? That are in my family. So um, uh, they're still moving around. So when I turn 60, 70, 80, I want to be in on the mats. I want to be giving dudes rounds. I'm talking about hard rounds. You know wow. what I'm saying? I'm talking, uh, I want to be fighting as long as I could be fighting. You know what I'm saying? People, you know, talking about, oh, he's at the end of his career and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, uh, as long as my body holds up, you know, I plan on fighting well into my 40s. Wow. Plan, you know, again, my goal as far as being in the UFC is to get a belt and get 16 of those rare jewels on it. Right? Nobody matters. None of your names matter. I'm not trying to be better than any of y'all. All right? You know, you guys are not my, uh, you guys are not the, my the zenith of me, you know, being better than you is not the better is not being better than me. So I'm not in no competition with any of these guys. We work together to create a certain energy. Now the UFC takes that energy and monetizes it. I want to take that energy and do a whole lot more with it. Wow. So taking the Demetrius Johnson approach where he says anyone can be a two-way two champ. There can only be one that has the record for most title defenses from what I'm gathering. There you go. So another question on Twitter uh, from KDocMMA. This is for Jared. During a fight, what type of situa situation or moment does Jared relish the most? Great question. Pressure. When my opponent's pressuring me, that's when... Here's my philosophy as far as fighting goes. If you're close enough to hit me, you're close enough to get hit. So that's, I mean, you're just doing the job for I don't have to chase you down. I ain't got to play no mind games with you. Come here, so let's get it on. You're going to try to hit me. Good luck. I'm going to try to hit you. I don't need your luck. So I got the skills. Um, so uh, pressure. When they, in that Hermanson fight, the beginning of the second round, he came out hot and heavy. And he saw me with a smile on my face, and then I knocked his ass out. Whew. All right? When Branch, when I fought Branch, you know what I'm saying? That beginning of that second round, I put the pressure on him. Right? That was, that's what, you know, that's what happened. I put the pressure on him. He responded. 
And he hit me, and I took that energy, and I gave it back to him in the same form. He hit me right eye, with the right hand. I hit him with the right hand. Uh, I took the energy, and I amplified it, though, and turned it to something that I'm going to use. So uh, even when I fought Anderson, you know, <laughs> even though his energy wasn't as forward, I took it. I knew how to deal with it. I took that energy and knew that he ain't going to just come forward, and he ain't going to just let me come forward. So I'm going to sit right here in your face and then just, I'm just going to lob bombs over there. We're going we're gonna to be shooting grenades, you know? It's like, a, what do they call those? Uh, uh, you know those old westerns where they march duel and then they turn around and start shooting at each other? Yeah, the duels. Like yeah. A showdown. A showdown. Yeah, it's like, it was like a showdown with Anderson. But the rest of those guys, man, they start, sh- start firing, you know what I'm saying? Get my blood up, you know, make my heart, my pancreas, <laughs> start releasing those hormones and shit, man. That's, that's, you know, some people release cortisol, you know, that stress hormone in those situations, man. It's all fucking dopamine for me. That's it. How do you, like, I'm, I'm, as I'm talking to you, I'm just realizing how strong your mindset is, right? I know you can remember you had that nightmare on the way over to Brazil, right? Your luggage got lost or something. <laughs> how hard is it to, like, stay positive when everything, like, I'm, I'm, you're cutting weight, I'm sure it's very stressful, and then your baggage isn't there? I'd say you were ready to flip the lid, but you managed to obviously put on a great performance and get the win. How, how did you, how did you manage to do that? Well, um, again, I take everything into account. And I don't give an emotional reaction, okay? I'm one who is in control of his emotions and not the other way around. Most of the people in this world are controlled by their emotions. They see something they don't like and they respond with uh, with whatever emotion. You can feel it, you can see it, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I try to come, and, and a lot of people see what they're hearing out of me as mental, it's spiritual, coming down through my mental into the physical. And then out so you guys can take it and then take that back up from the physical, you know, the sounds, vibrations, physical, into your mind to catch a picture of what I'm saying and into your spirit. How are you going to let that affect you? What are you going to learn from that? You know what I'm saying? How are you going to move differently? Um, everything is energy, man. You can feel it. It's crazy. Uh, and people think that we, you know, look at this guy, this loony, this guy, this, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I'm going to sit here and watch the herd, right? When it comes time to eat, you know, when it comes time to eat, I like lamb chops. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Same here. Is there a particular fighter you enjoy watching for his style? I like watching everybody. You know, um, even the people, even the fights that people don't like to watch, the boring ones. Mm-hmm. If it's, especially if it's a new fight, if it's like, uh, not that it's new, but if it's my first time watching it. I love watching fights, you know? Um, this is going to blow your minds right here. But when we watch TV, when we intake this media, we are projecting ourselves, okay? Not only is the media projecting themselves into us, all right? Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to see and perceive it. But we project ourselves into whatever we're watching. That's why when you see a scary movie and we jump, because we were there in that movie and we almost mm-hmm. got stabbed or, or right. something like that. You know what I'm saying? When we're watching the Avengers at the end, uh, end game, and everybody comes out, and they, and, the, and, they, and they squad up, and they go and charge, and then we feel those goosebumps, and we feel that energy. You know what I'm saying? We're projecting ourselves, and that's the metaphysical ability that we have to see something and turn it into and, and uh, download that information into our being, into our body. And then those feelings that we have, like getting goosebumps, that's our DNA activating, right? 
That's our, that's the memory in our DNA activating. It's preparing us to do something. Um, I forgot the question, but I'm gonna keep going. Um, uh, uh, what was the question again? It was uh, what fighter do, is there a fighter you enjoy watching for? Oh, his- you you said you like you you like the fights that people don't really like. Sometimes did you like Adesanya v Romero? Yeah, I was I was right there. I was there in the arena, and as I was watching it, I was in there with them. I was I, I, I was Adesanya and I was Romero, learning every ounce of what was going on. How is he moving? How is he trying to hit me? Not trying to hit him. You know what I'm saying? How is he trying to get me? How am I going to get him? If I move like they move, is it going to work? Nope, because I move the way I move. So um, um, that's it, man. I project myself. I use metaphysics. I use metaphysical abilities. You know what I'm saying? To make my life better. And I've done that my whole career. That's why I'm so good at fighting right now, because I watched a fuckload of fights and I learned from each and every one of them. I'm going to learn from your mistakes before I have to make them myself. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go in the ring and get into no knockout, drag out war and get, you know what I'm saying, go blow for blow, trading shots. You know what I'm saying? You hit me and you, and then I hit you. No, hell no. I like to be <laughs> Floyd Mayweather puts it, man. I mean, the goal of the game is to hit and not get hit. So uh, I like that approach to it a lot better. Do you, like, do you like watching your own fights? We had Anthony Smith on here, and he said he hates watching his own fights because he thinks he's the worst fighter on the UFC roster. Even when he knocks out opponents, he's like, I'm, I'm terrible. Like, look at all the mistakes I made. And then Corey Sandhagen said he was his favorite fighter to watch. He's his own <laughs> favorite fighter to watch. <laughs> I agree with Corey Sandhagen. I love watching my fights. I love reliving those moments over and over again. It's amazing. Like I just got to tell you, I'm projecting myself every time. And it's easier when I can see myself doing it. Yeah, I remember that. I did that. My own pissed off sweat. My own pissed sweat right now just talking to you guys about this shit. Well, but um, I get right into it, man. And then even though I'm not in there fighting, I'm benefiting from sitting here watching these fights. You know what I'm saying? Physically. On a physical level. This is why I don't get tired in fights. You know what I'm saying? Because I fought a million times. I watched a million fights, so I fought a million times. Um, so uh, I can't wait to do it again, man. I'm sitting here watching fights all the time, uh, watching my old fights. Now that uh, my future fights are essentially concrete, I can, I can predict who I'm going to fight next. I can watch those guys. And they're good, man. I love watching these guys. I'm getting very well acquainted with all of them. Baron, Kevin, Yoel, Costa, um, Adesanya, even the guys behind me. Emma's back there. Bronson's back there. Uriah's back there. Um, Jack is still here. Uh, Chris is still here. Um, who else? Jacques back down here. Everybody in these top 15, 20. And there's a lot of people in the middleweight division we're not talking about. Like um, Shoeface. I love watching his fights. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought this guy would have been in the top five by now, but I don't know. He may be coming uh, suffering an injury or something. He hasn't fought in a while. So um, there's a few other guys in the middle. Shabazin as well. Shabazin, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. very good. Yeah. That guy's an animal, man. Mm-hmm. These guys got, he's, I, lo- I, lo- I like watching him, too. I love, I love how he matches up with you guys. Like, when I think about him fighting, when he gets to the top of the division, I think it's very, like, I think they're great fa- f- uh, fan-friendly fights, right? That fight's not going to distance for sure. Yeah. If me and him fight, that fight's definitely not going to go. Because he throws his hands, he moves, he's good on his feet. He's got some beautiful striking. I love watching that guy fight. Um, And, uh, yeah, that that would be a very fun fight. 
Actually, actually, before I fought Hermanson, I was afraid they was going to make me fight him because I didn't want to fight down in the ranks. I wanted to fight up. I was trying to get to the title. So I'm like, damn, man, this guy's doing really good. He's looking really good. They may try to put him up against me. You know what I'm saying? Um, but they didn't do that good. Luckily, my management is on top of it. That's why I don't care who I fight next. I trust that they are going to give me the right fight. And we've already talked about it. We already know that. And whatever I'm telling you is what they already know is what they told me is what they're telling Mick. So, um, and so again, you know, um, this whole, you know, this whole Corona thing is very unfortunate. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's and, it ain't, and it ain't, what, and it ain't what a lot of people think it is. Everybody thinks it's just coronavirus. You tell, oh, wait, you can't leave us there. You can't leave us on that cliffhanger. What is it? Well, what do you think it is? I don't, I don't know, man. I'm trying, I don't know I'm trying to bury my head in the sand until it goes away. <laughs> well, there's a lot of there's rumors going around. I'm going to put it like that because I, I don't want people people going to say what the hell they're going to say anyway. But there's rumors going around that me personally, when I look at history, okay, I've seen this before. Okay, we've seen this before. They're doing it now. Okay, so um. Coronavirus ain't a natural thing. It's a hybridized virus. So uh, we know what they do in the CDC, right? We see where they're getting their money from. And if you don't know, you need to go find out where they're getting their money from. Follow that money. So, so what do the CDC do? What the hell do they do? I know what they do. And it's just like the military, but for, but with uh with uh. Um, you know, their soldiers are, are microscopic. So they in there creating new things. What you what we like to say is scientific innovation. <laughs> but um they ain't that's that that's not all they're doing. So um they're in there creating shit. Frankenstein in his lab doing things, and all the monsters gotten loose and not by accident. So it ain't just them doing things, people with uh plans to make things happen. So, uh, yeah, go find out who's paying all these people. You know what I'm saying? Trump just defunded the World Health Organization. Why would he do that? Listen to what he's saying. And then people are just going to listen to what the media says, right? But the media is going to make you think a certain thing. And all they're doing is making you think Trump is incompetent. Since the day he's been in office, right? Everybody, even Fox News turned on him. And when I saw that, I was like, God damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought you guys were puppets. For the conservative part apparently they published for somebody else sure so um miss me with that man everybody thinks it's just coronavirus but y'all just d don't see what's going on you know what i'm saying y'all all over the internet fucking around <laughs> but um i don't listen to the stupid people saying stupid shit on the internet i listen to the people saying hey look over there what's going on over here and i even listen to the people saying look over here and what's going on back there you know what i'm saying you got to know how the tricksters move in order to uh, be able to uh, combat their movement. So, um, the enemy shows us his hand every day. All right? When you listen to all the different media outlets, they tell you two different things. But it all comes to one conclusion. So you got to figure out what that conclusion is you're trying to get to. Okay? Two birds, one wing. Okay? So if y'all playing to one side, y'all playing right into the other. 
Well, I know we're running up on time. Uh, I think we have about five, ten minutes left. So, Casey, do we have any more questions for Mr. Cannoneer from uh, our loyal listeners? Yes, sir. I think we've covered more topics with Jared than we've covered on any episode. This that is amazing. Is, that is that is a fact. For Jared on Twitter, from Sergey one two three boom. For Jared, who who did who who hit him the hardest? So who which fight which opponent hit you the hardest? <laughs> well, uh, I would say two people are tied for that. No, actually, I'm gonna say one person. That's got to be Sean Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. That was your debut, wasn't it? Yeah, that was my debut. So. It was two people, who, you know, two people who knocked me out: Sean Jordan and Dominic Reyes. Right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Sean Jordan is clearly the stronger man. Right? Um, but I think the punch, the 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 differentiation in power, I think, comes from the punches that they use. Okay, when Sean Jordan knocked me out, he knocked me out with a lead hook, right hand. He was southpaw. He knocked me out with a lead right hook. At the same time, I was throwing my lead left hook. Right? Um, so with that being said, I was turning away from the punch when I threw my punch while he threw his punch when he hit me. So one, you know, taking physics into account, you know what I'm saying? I was taking away some of the uh, impact of the punch, and that, and that punch still put me on my ass. With, with, uh, with uh, uh, Reyes, I was, going, I was going at him. I was trying to take his head off. And he, he the dude smart, you know, turned that angle, pivoted beautifully. Another southpaw, fucking southpaw. Mm-hmm. Picked it out beautifully <laughs> and threw that left uppercut, right? And that's one that shook me up, right? And then he called me up, you know, I was on my, uh, you know, trying to do the chicken dance, trying to get the fuck away, get some space. And then he called me with another uppercut that put me on my hands and knees and back on my feet. But uh, everybody likes to say, he knocked you out, he knocked you out. Okay, I mean, you can go watch the fight and see what happened. But um, anyway, uh, I'm going to have to say Sean Jordan hit the hardest. And to be honest, when both of those men hit me and they did, you know, the punches had their effect, I did not feel it. And I'm pretty sure they didn't feel it either. That's how it goes. When you hit somebody hard enough, when you hit somebody with their perfect shot, you usually don't feel that punch. Hmm. So, But I didn't feel none of those punches. Blink, lights out, lights back on, and fights over. Can I ask you one question as a fighter? I know we have loads of questions to get there, but I was just wondering, because just before we came on, Tony Ferguson weighed in, even though he's not fighting. He weighed in at 155 for a fight that isn't happening uh, tomorrow, obviously. But I'm just wondering, if this fight goes ahead in three weeks' time on May 9th, is that going to affect him, the fact that he's cut weight and he's going to have to cut weight again? Like, is that going to have a negative effect on, on him? Well, I don't, know, I don't know how much Tony walks around that. Um, from what he looks like, he looks pretty lean. Mm. You know, he's always... I'm sure he's always in shape. When you're always in shape, that weight cut is going to be easy. Um... This dude's been training for a fight for like seven, eight months, and not to mention all the work he's been doing prior to him, prior to that. On top of that, man, we all know Tony, man. This guy is not the same as everybody. He's not so, following the hair. As far as his approach to this fight game goes. So um, it could. Three weeks from now, I'm sure. I mean, you, no, I, I doubt it'll affect him three weeks from now. I'm pretty sure he can get, you know, hydrate up a little bit, maintain it, you know what I'm saying? And then... Easy wake up. Thanks. Uh, more from is it the site or Twitter from the comment from Jessica, the 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 woman who does the uh, crystal keys to victory. Question for Jared: Since holding up a gigantic pyrite after a perfect win, have any other fighters asked you how they can utilize crystals, and can you show us your current favorite crystals? Nice, nice this question, is, uh, Jess. This is from right. Jessica, who sent us the crystals. 
People always ask me about Crystal. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys asked me about Crystal when we first started talking. You're sure. the Crystal so, King. You're the Crystal Crystal. <laughs> How could we not ask you about Crystals? So, of course, my favorite piece is Pyrite. Right? I'm going to pull out all my Pyrite records. All the different types of Pyrite. I think you're blocking the mic, Jerry. We can't hear you. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm going to break out all my pieces of pyrite that I have. I was, I was saying Perfect. that I like pyrite. Get your pyrite in the air, ladies and gentlemen. I know yeah. I have. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to show you all my pieces of pyrite real quick. All the ones that I have here, at least with me. Um, let's see if I can turn the camera. There you oh. go. Wow. Right. So I got some the nice camera. raw pieces that I got from a few places. Some that I've... I went to like a, a Tucson Gems Joe and got yep. a few pieces. This big, I don't know, it's like a paper. Wow. But wow. it's nice. It's polished on one side and then raw on the inside. So I really like that inside. And I got a sphere, sacred geometry. Everybody knows what uh, That's the uh, circle represents. We know what the, uh, the pyramid represents. You know, shout out to ancient Egypt. And wow. pyrite, you know, and wow. I have another color. You know, I got a, a, a some assortment of uh, crystals here. I like selenite. I use selenite for cleaning all my my crystal braces and stuff. Um, I got some necklaces. I got my nice gorilla doll. So I put. <laughs> I like to put my pyrite. This is all. Uh, put my pyrite right there. Let him just sit there. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I got this uh, cool. I got the oh shit. <laughs> I got a bunch of beads here too, but nice. this is a green. Uh, this is green onyx. I got this from Crystal Council. So yeah. if you guys looking to get some good gems, hit up Crystal Council. As a matter of fact, I have a uh, discount code. Wow. Yes. I think the discount code is Jared. Let me look at it. I can't look at it right now because I'm on. I'm, I'm live with you guys. Hey, hey, share it. it share it on Instagram and tag us, and we'll share it out. Yeah. Okay. It is Jared. It's my first name. J A R E D is the discount code. So if you go to Crystal Council, if you want to buy some crystals, they got. They always have. Uh, they always doing right now, especially during this time. They're doing online sales, um, live sales on Instagram. So look them up. Insta uh, at Crystal Council on Instagram. They're doing live sales. You can go to their website, crystalcouncil.com. Um, make sure you use that discount code. That's going to help me out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so thanks in advance. Um, so uh, uh, against the Hermanson fight, I walked out with Pyrite and Cornelian, what I walked out with. Mm, wow. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's pretty. Get that in there. That's I got a really big piece. Cornelian sphere. Wow. Yeah, there you go. And these wow, are just fantastic. Yeah, these are just the crystals I have upstairs. I got a really huge block of selenite that I got once again from Crystal Council. There you go. And I use that. I just place all my crystals on there, leave it there for a couple of days, let it cleanse the crystals. I like to use audio tuning. Wow. Crystal clearing. I got a set mm. of tuning forks that I use for healing and focusing and all kinds of stuff, man. It's uh and people, you know, some people hear this stuff and they're like, oh, he's into that stuff. He probably doesn't vaccinate his kids. Hell no, I don't vaccinate my kids as best that I can. You know what I'm saying? They go to public school, so they have to have some vaccines. But, you know, I know 
Man, again, when you realize the people who give you these vaccines are the same ones who release this virus, are the same ones who wants to mandate vaccines, are the same ones who want to put a chip in you to see if you got a vaccine or not. And if you don't got a vaccine, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just like when the Jews had their star on their chest or whatever the heck they had to wear on their chest. It's going to be just like that. So, um, fuck the CDC. Fuck, <laughs> I mean, fuck, fuck all these people who are trying to kill us, man. Who just want to control us? Okay, so we have our questions. I know we're, we're we have like this has been amazing. Left, but is there any more and questions also, for Jared? And, and also, fuck the World Health Organization and all you punk ass celebrities trying to make money from them after the president just defunded them. They gonna go behind Ooh. the president? That's that's like treason to me. The mm-hmm. president says no, you don't get no money from us, and then the American citizens say, yeah, you're gonna get our money. We're gonna sing and dance, and then give you the money we make from it. I'm telling you. It's like the Roman circus all over again. They're trying to distract you and then take that energy from your attention and give it to the ones who want to sell you off to somebody else. Well, I think we're up on time for this episode of The A-Side. So, Jared, thank you, so much. thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. Uh, this has been, I know our audience has been asking for you uh, for quite some time. Uh, but before we let you go, uh, as the guest of honor, is there anything else you want to say, anything else you want to plug? The floor is yours uh, before you sign off. To the world in general, stop bullshit. Stop <laughs> singing and dancing. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, we need to advance the world, all right? And at least my peer group, you know, we're the ones who, who are the stewards of the world. So we're going to be the ones, you know, running shit, making sure that we got clean air and clean water and good food to eat. So um, we ain't got to be injected with a whole bunch of poisons and toxins to get to that. So, uh, you know, wake up, people. There's big things going on outside of uh, your own cell. So um, <laughs> also follow me at Jared. <laughs> follow me at the Killer Gorilla. Uh, what is it? Killer Gorilla MMA. Yep. We have, right under, we have it right underneath you on the screen. Yeah. Follow Crystal Council and follow... And this is a big one. So a lot of people may not like this, but follow youngfarrow.com. Yeah, follow Young Farrow. He's on Instagram. He got a whole bunch of platforms. He's one of the ones for me who is give, who's putting out information that they're not gonna tell you. He is one of the ones. There's a lot of guys out there who do it. But I'm gonna point you to one man who I who I feel is um is out there fighting against the media, especially. Well, thank you so much, Jared. We'll have to have you back on. I know our audience. You're a legend, Jared. That our audience, you're, you're a legend to our audience, and they've been asking for you for a long time. So thank you so much for finally uh, granting our audience uh, some knowledge, I'll, I'll say. <laughs> That's what you're going to get with me, man. Again, I, I'm not out here trying to tap dance to nobody. I don't bullshit myself, and I ain't going to bullshit y'all. I ain't trying to distract y'all. I'm going to wake y'all up so we can be on the safe wave so that nobody come ask me, do I like stupid. I ain't gonna even collaborate, but so people people don't come and ask me stupid questions. You know, if we're gonna sit here and have a conversation, you know, let's talk about something with which we can that can really benefit us instead of wasting everybody's time. Well, thank you so much. We'll be back on the A side next Monday. We don't have a guest lined up just yet, but we will and we'll announce it uh, hopefully this weekend. But thanks so much, Jared, and us.
You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.